You know, it's so interesting. When I was in uh, Columbia College, when I when I was in Columbia College during that time, uh, that was around the time, too, that we were meeting with the Insomniacs. We were meeting in the garage at Brian and Steve's, and we were working on um, writing, and we, we had a very, a very collaborative vibe where there was no competition. There was no ego. There was no... There's no... Like... Um, there's no, like, no one talked bad about each other. No one stabbed each other in the back. Like, everyone was just purely, we let each other be who we were. And I think what happened was, because we all realized that we were all there for a harmonic vibe, we were all there for a harmonic spirit. And I think I was so spoiled with those times, us reading our poetry to each other. And us, um, um, it was like, you know, now this day, these days they call it a boot camp. Um, but it was, in a sense, our own boot camp where we could... Uh, you know, I, I frequently thought of Jack Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg and all those guys way back in the day and um, all the beat poets and all those guys, all those great um, artists who would hang out with each other and, and collaborate with each other. And, and, and I was so spoiled with that ensemble mindset. And then when I went to Columbia College and there, I got further training in exactly learning the definition of, oh, what you're doing this is a this is an ensemble mindset, and I didn't realize that that's what we had been doing with our our writing group that whole time. The ensemble mindset. So then they taught me that ensemble mindset about you know no one is any better than anybody else. All you know, uh, um, just give your vibe to the project, to the project. Give your vibe to it, and everything else gets taken care of. And um and oh my god, it was such a great vibe. And then at that time, I was in improv groups, which I was spoiled with even further, which was more yes and and opening up the mind. So I just want to say that, wow, that was such. It's all because of that, dude. That that's what helped me t- lift off with um, lift off to to California was all that great knowledge that I I learned from you guys. I couldn't even describe like I remember as an artist, I was like struggling, and then I remember the first time you guys had me come. And I was typing with you guys. I remember the first time, like, I got to get that, uh, the newsletter or the book that they were putting out. Uh, I got to write my poetry or my short writings in there. You know, like, little things like that. And it's like, on top of mindset, it's just no. Because I remember, like, I was like, you know, whatever project you guys would come up with, whatever it was, you would do your best to involve the other artists. You know, you'd be like, oh, that person's an artist. Let's get him in. Like, you and I used to film videos, remember? Like, We'd be like, they weren't the greatest videos, they were just us pooping around the park. But we, we were both like, we're going to have a good time today, you know? Oh my god. It, it was it was such a such a great feeling of that you know everybody's growing the same reality together we're all in it together for the reality oh and when the Wisniewski's were writing their book remember when they were yeah for their comic book right and they were asking for different character suggestions I remember I remember like I initially had a hard time Dude, that's awesome. Dude, you know what? I would love to see you publish those Tempest books. You know, even without... I think publishing them, I'm going to publish them probably with your writing, my writing, um, and uh, probably like... Like I talked to my 
Yeah. Well, dude, yeah. yeah. I mean, what? So the issue is just that that they don't, they just don't. They're they're embarrassed by their own writing. It's not the people that are embarrassed. I have to contact them all. Uh, some people don't want to publish, right? Some people don't want to publish as well, which is fair. Um, and the issue with my lawyer, my lawyer's basically now he's a family friend, but he's like every little move I make, he, he keeps an eye on me to make sure I'm just something dumb. Oh, that's and cool. Yeah, and he's like, you know. Yeah. I figure I can get Jason, I'll get Greg, my sister will find. So, do you still have the original files? Like, um, do you still have those original files where you could just go, okay, I can reprint it without these? I still have, uh, I still have a, a chunk of the old Word documents, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good, good, good. Dude, you came out with so many volumes. You came out with, like, wasn't it, like, at least 10? There were more than, there was 30! I thought so. Holy moly, yeah. dude. Dude, you got so many. Now, would you, I mean, if you, even if you came out with one of those a year for the next 30 years, you know, or imagine if you already got them and you come out with two of them, two of them a year, or shit, even three, no, one a month. Doing like a small Kickstarter with like 12 issues, like, or like five, five of them at a time. So the small little book, you know? It wouldn't cost that much to produce, you know? It cost like $2 Wow, man. You know, especially in this day and age, what I absolutely love so much, I mean, it just keeps coming back to me. Like, I, one of the big things that I always envisioned and hoped for was the idea that one day I would have my own network, tele- you know, my own network, TV uh, stations, um, um, my own TV stations, my own radio stations, my own, just my own media kingdom. And and I, and just like, just that idea of going, holy cow, we are each our, our own radio stations, we are each our own um, um, production companies now. I mean, we just got a cell phone. Bam, there's our camera. Bam, there it is. You know, it's, it's everything can be easily distributed on our own. I love it. It's so exciting. I mean, I still like the fact that you're doing the radio station stuff. I was like, I got a little mic at home with a fan and everything, and I've been using um, Adobe Audition to record stuff. That's great. Um, and then I was looking at, like, um, Yeah, it, it makes people less worried about what what their faces look like when they're saying certain sentences or, you know, whether they are just sitting in their pajamas or, you know. They well, just... I'm looking at the software for it. There's software for podcasting because I'm trying to figure out how to do, like, multiple channels. So if I did an episode, I'd have to 
Awesome. Um, oh, dude, yeah. Well, you know, this is the thing is, um, um, just to, just to kind of, you know, just to kind of take stock of all, all the ways in which, you know, especially in this day and age where we have these ideas and we go, Hey, wouldn't that be neat if we could create this? And sure enough, already most of this stuff that we've imagined, it's already come about out there in the world. Like it's already, it's like, Oh, wouldn't that be neat if this bam now all of a sudden. So it's like, it gives us so much, um, more assuredness and and uh, uh, intuition with our vibes and imagination of going, I want to do this. Well, now I know I have the idea and it can be done very easily, effortlessly, and just like just out there in the world. Like, and, and what's so exciting is like we now become the distributors of this stuff. Like for instance, with Anchor, I could distribute it to <clears> – <throat> Um, it immediately distributes it to iTunes and like four other podcast sites. Now, I've been going through my research and uh, finding a buttload of different resources. I'm going to be writing an article about this, but I just went down another rabbit hole. I thought I was finished when I went up to number 20, but now I found a whole uh, other cavalcade of, of resources that I've been sending it off to and getting word on. So once I get the word back from that, I'm going to I'm gonna publish that all in a big, big old article. But what I can do is, it, um, let's say, for instance, if you sign up for, for Anchor, um, what's so cool is that already just goes right up to iTunes. So anybody can just subscribe, bam, right there, easily, effortlessly. This stuff gets distributed, and it's I, it, it goes into apps. So now anyone who's got a podcast app, like, I mean, dude, I can give you a list of all these different podcasts, like the popular ones that I've submitted to, and they just go, yep, okay, we like it. And I'm going, wow, that's crazy. I'm now my own radio station. <laughs> and the same thing for you with all the information that you have about drawing, all the tips about drawing, all the information. I mean, you could have a whole variety podcast just about, you know, uh, uh, your experiences, your process. You could tell all of your stories. You're a great storyteller uh, about what you went through in having your, having your uh, corporate job, having one foot in that and going, you know what? I'm going to dare myself to go into uh, 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 renting out a table at a convention and putting putting out my art. And that first step that you ever did that. When was that? What year was that? Um, let's see. This is 2018. So 20, last year was the first year I went solo. So it was 2016. At the beginning of last year. So the beginning of 2017. Now, is that... Okay, so is that when your fir your first show was? The first time that you actually went know. to a show? Okay, okay. So, so in that sh sh short four years, you've already been able to quit your quit your corporate job and and just purely go full time, you know, into drawing, going out touring at all these different conventions. I mean, the fact that you gave yourself, see, your current self right now is looking at this and living this, and all of that back there, the guy in 2014, is someone, it, it just a memory in their, in our brains. How funny is that? That you actually lived through 
that world. <laughs> and little did he realize that this guy right now would exist, but he trusted that he would exist. Otherwise, he wouldn't have taken those first steps. I love that idea. It's so crazy. It just wraps itself up in this nice bow of infinity. Um, so you, okay, that first time, what was that first show that you go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and give myself, uh, I'm going to trust myself and just go out to this first show and test it. So honestly, I created a fan art piece and I was like, not sure if I wanted to do it or not. And then my buddy Sean was one who was like, what's if I have for me to eat you? I'm like, uh, he's like, come on, man, take a shot. I'm like, I only have eight pieces. But he's like, just do it. Let's just try it. And he starts signing me up for it. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. And, you know, with uh, having only eight pieces, I made all my expenses back, which is amazing. Uh, but what's crazy, what's really, really fun about it was the amount of, like, uh, how about you sort of tension? But it was like the love of getting to my work. You know, like my style was different, right? So... That's what people always see about my work. They're like, it's different. It's not, um, it's not the same like everybody else's stuff. Like, it's not the craziest style either, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm taking bold steps, you know? I'm doing something crazy different, which is a very, kind of like, um, I don't want to compare myself. Like, it's like Picasso or Van Gogh. Like, one guy at the last show called me a digital Van Gogh. Wow. Wow. Dude. Wow. And you were saying because you're highly inspired by abstract art. Yeah, well, I said my, my style is abstract, but it's highly inspired by impressionism, right? So if you see Van Gogh or Monet in my style, you see Bart uh, or Mobius. Um, uh, like, like, those are all my influences. You see John Harris or John Perkins. Those are all my influence. Like, so whenever someone's like, ooh, this has got a lot of John Berkey in it, I'm like, you're my people. Like, <laughs> you're my I, people. Yeah. So when somebody's like, what inspires you? Sometimes I'm just like, yeah. You know, like, take a guess. Like, like, I love impressionism. Like, impressionism is, like, my largest influence, okay? So if you like Van Gogh, Monet, Picasso, you know, those are, like, my largest influences, right? The old artists, you know, but... My point is, like, those artists had something different that when initially they started doing it, people were like, that's fucking weird. Van Gogh, unfortunately, didn't get popular until he was dead. But, like, Picasso and Monet, people looked at their stuff. Like, the impressionists were looked at as they were, like, lazy, right? Because their stuff wasn't, like, when you look at Monet's stuff, it's done so fast. Initially, you're like, that. that's not, like, the highly detailed, like, Carvaggio's, right? Or, uh, or, uh, uh, Yeah, half the fun is trying to uh, wade through the 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 mishmash of colors. It's half of the fun is trying to kind of make sense of it in your own brain, and and but seeing it in front of you as like just the pieces. But you're going, okay, I'm 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 imagining this into 
a a a you know a thing with lines drawn around it, so to speak. You know, you're like you're kind of trying to like go. You know, it really forces you to use your imagination, which is beautiful. Yeah. You know what? What a great way of redefining something because, you know, okay, so we all have that intention of going, okay, I want to stay true to my imagination. You know, I view this as like a sacred child and I, I, I want to honor it. I want to get exactly what's down in my imagination. Now, if we were taught that we appreciate both that and, as you're saying, the happy accidents, which also David Lynch loves to say, the happy accidents where there seems to be a, quote, technical difficulty, you, you, if we're taught to embrace that and go, that's actually an actual extra addition, that's, that's a wink from the universe, that's a high-five from the universe going, hey, I want a hand in this. I like what you're doing. I'm going to add something to it that you didn't expect, okay? But just incorporate it, please. You know, and if we were to, like, accept it that way, oh, my God, just, ama just imagine the, the amazing amount of output there, there would be. Oh my God, how brilliant. Wow, what a fun exercise that would be for an artistic outing. I've been thinking so much more lately about getting into painting because that is really tr my truly. But I've been thinking about that. I, I was I was thinking about the idea of as you're telling me this, how cool that would be for a bunch of writers to go out with their canvases and their their uh, um, um, their paints and everything, and they go, okay, um, every forty minutes, you you know you 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 must paint for forty minutes. You must have a finished painting. Um, and you were all, you know, you each kind of got your own little area that you're looking at. And then, bam, you got another 40 minutes. And you got another 40 minutes. You got another 40 minutes. 
and it would be such a fun way to train to train someone to be able to see how fast they could capture um, that stuff, you know, in in such a short amount of time. That would be such a great such a great exercise, I think. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of have an idea of where the shapes are going to go. I'm not that good at it. And I've only met a couple of people who like are that good at it, right? I only know so many artists who get that 40 minute mark and they use this like pristine work. I work for 40 minutes, it still looks like I only worked on it for 20, right? Because I'm not that good at anatomy. But that's good exercise. Good exercise to have. Like, um, and another exercise Awesome. Incredible. That's awesome. You know, it's a cool feeling. I'm, I, you know, I, 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 I rarely get that feeling out here, right? Like, well, what I do, it's like I relish it. It's like, yeah, man. I'm like fucking Gandalf up in this thing. It's great. Like, so you're out in, what were you doing in Germany? Oh my god! Whoa, dude! 
basically copycat it. You got to be kidding me! You know? So the Magic Castle that you go to Disneyland and you see that is the castle. That is the castle. It's called Knock Knock Dude. 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 Right, right. That's incredible. That's so cool that you were there. Did you feel like? Did you feel? Did you soak it in, or you're like, dude, Walt Disney was hanging around in this castle, and I'm looking at this painting that he was looking at. Oh my god. Incredible. Wait, wait, so the wait, the fairy tale is about someone who a guy who falls in love with a swan? Is that what you said? Oh, a chariot that looks like a swan. Yeah. Like, you know how Thor rides on a chariot pulled by, like, swans, I think? Oh, it's pulled by a swan. Pulled by a swan. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. So, did he try to recreate some of that stuff in the king kingdom? Look out for fucking fantasy world, man. It's amazing. It's like being at Disney without a ride, okay? Whoa. Dude, that would be a fun story to bring to a movie, you know, to make a movie from. That guy sounds awesome. So did he ever uh, did he ever dress up like some of these characters?
away and I sued the parking garage. Yeah. Let me try that again. It says I'm nine minutes away, and I assume the parking garage is in the hotel. Question mark. Okay. Sorry about that, Kurt. I'm trying to. Oh, it's alright. Oh, oh yeah. So like. So you wait. So real quick, you're arriving at your next location now for your for where you're going to be setting up. So what? What's the name of the convention? Uh, Origin Game Fair. And then where where exactly is it being held at? Columbus, Ohio. Oh, cool. Six hours. It took me six hours to get here. Oh my God! Do you know what your table number is or anything yet? So like. Um, I posted it on Twitter the other day. I think it's like. Uh, I can share it with you once I'm not driving. I know my booth number. I have a corner. I got a corner this time, man. I ain't fuck around. Uh, yes. You should go check out my booth from um, Anime Central, which was like two weeks ago. I had a uh, huge panel for wall behind me. I had all my artwork. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, and everyone said the colors, like my people are so colorful that they could see me from like down the way. Oh, that's great. Oh, so how many how many pieces have you brought with you today? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping for the same numbers. Wow, dude, that is so exciting. I mean, just the fact that you believed in your vision, you you followed your instincts, you said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and try out these shows and Oh yeah, so okay, so when you did that first show, you 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 sold all your pieces and then was that enough? That was just you were hooked then, huh? After you did that first show, you were just like, okay. At that first show, I literally made $800. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, well, and also the fact that it was your art that you sold that made you that money. Like, dude. Exactly. I didn't make 800 bucks by sewing lawn. Like, I made 800 bucks working a show selling my art. Oh, oh, how satisfying. So, like, you know, and then, like, um, I remember after that show, my next show, that was like 800 bucks, right? 800 bucks. I'm like, I'm, I'm satisfied. Like, who would it be? And then I remember the next show after that was Wizard World. I think it was Wizard World or Indiana. I think it was Wizard World where I did I did okay. I did I think I did like a thousand bucks maybe, maybe a little more. And I was like, that's awesome, you know? Like I just made a little bit more than I made at the last show. But then we went to Indiana and I remember when I did the show in Indiana, my buddy Yancey came with me and we were we were doing the show and I made three thousand dollars. Right? Mm. Yeah. Holy crap, what just happened? Dude! Just happened? Whoa! Oh 
Big time. Dude. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and try that. That you've you've inspired me. Dude, that's awesome. And that's the kind of, like, so, like, I'm working on a piece called The Black Rose, which is not black nor a rose. But that's, that's the name of it. It doesn't have to look like a rose. These are things I'm learning, okay? It doesn't have to look like a black rose. It's just called a black rose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man! So, how many pages do you think you're gonna book? Your book is gonna be. It's still called called the Ancient Ones, right? Let me call you right. Let me call you right back, Kurt. Okay. Bye. Bye. What's up, man?
And there you have it, a little interview with Alan Panicle, phenomenal artist, friend of mine. Uh, we used to have a writer group, writer's group together called The Insomniacs, and then he put out uh, some publications called The Tempest Writers. Uh, so that felt good to be able to get him on here, huh? That was great. So I better, uh, better edit this and get this... Get this in anchor. Talk to you later. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. to read to you from another smidgen of my idea book. <clears throat> so each of these is a little bit, a little bit here. And now for another episode of, quote, 
petting my furry. Unquote. Scurvy movie. A man who predicts that California will stay attached and there will never be a big one. Uh, teach the audience to want to cook for something. Teach the audience to want to cook for something. <clears throat> Game show. Quote, What's your personal address? Unquote. They ask people in the street, what is your personal address? If the person says, that's personal, the interviewer goes, exactly, and gives that person a free t-shirt. A game show where they reveal real-life people's home addresses on the air, even celebrities. Quote, diplomatic immunity, unquote, movie. Diplomatic immunity. A man is looking out at the wind, windy rainy day, talking to it, asking it if it would like to switch channels to a more favorable one. Where the sun is out and it's warm, he hears a dog attack off in the distance and says out loud, Wow, I hope that person is all right. Man too can be heard from inside saying, Come on back in. The Yahtzee is getting cold. Build your own time machine. They bring camera inside box. Quote, What's your time zone? Twilight zone. See paranormal activity. Oh, here's an idea. Uh, underwater zombies. I don't know if that was something that was invented or not yet. Blue Bob. Make video for Blue Bob. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, GIFs that come to life. GIFs that come to life when a mouse is dragged over certain areas. Oh, this is from when I performed at House of Blues. April 1st, House of Blues. 7.30, 40 minutes, $10 cover. Matt Do Doherty of the middle class, Cassia Conway of All the Wrong, and the plans change. Chaz Sutton from the city beneath. Ask audience how many are connected to the internet, and they have a Facebook moment and a Twitter moment. Video cameras, YouTube accounts, talk about friends, fun stories, and out copies of the comic. New Max Neptune episodes at every show. People look forward to reading the new ones. Oh, that was one of my plans. I was going to make a... I, I have uh, a Max Neptune comic that I've been working on. So that was the plan. Each time I perform. And I was performing under the moniker, moniker. I rarely ever, if ever, use that term, but moniker, my moniker was, I am an orphan, 
which is harkening back to the ideas of uh, the, the Blues Brothers. Oh, I wrote something here, hang gliders. Asking David Lynch to use his music in a film. Quote, life happens, get on the bus, unquote. Uh, hand out 3D glasses for the audience. Ah, here's the address. Okay, flyer. Address, date, times, all ages, doors open, 6.30, 7.30. 7.30, Kirk London from Max Neptune. <laughs> 8.30, Matt Doherty from the middle class. 9.30, Cassia Conway of All Wrong and the Plans Change. 10.30, Chaz Sutton from City Beneath. 8430 Sunset Boulevard, West Hollywood, California, 90069. Kurt Clendenin and the Menacing Thumb. Bring Tom York's pick. Oh, yeah, that's right. I played a show with a pick. Tom York, my friend Lindsay Locke, gave it to me. <clears throat> There's something in here that seemed really interesting to me. So, oh, this was something. Putting binaural beats under videos. Kurt Schwitters combined with Nine Inch Nails. Get a hold of Ken Nordine and Bray, Ray Bradbury. Well, that was before Ray Bradbury died. Uh, a man who claims he's responsible for getting all those popular videos, the hits. Uh, Hollywood Cemetery movie. Oh, oh, here, look at this. My lyrics. This book I must have brought with to the to the show. Have students draw their most ideal realities. Their most craziest dream. Okay. Uh, okay. So. Where's this? Ah, here we go. You're going to have a mini concert right here. Just a couple of these songs. Here we go. Here we go. This one's called I Wish I Did. We're ready for the shine, shine, shine. The shows when you open the door. About how harmony flows 
same Your vibe, vibe, vibe Has felt through everything you do It's time, time, time To gift us the realest you that one's called wish I did this one is called unexpected which I unexpectedly realized it's about a palindrome it's about infinity it's about you are what you eat you are it's about precipitation anyway here we go Peaced out this time 
pieces, piece by piece. Now you've fixed it, it's coming round, it's coming round. It's coming round, can't hear a sound. It's coming round, it's coming round. It's coming round. It's unexpected. The the uh, song version of that, the uh, recorded version of that, was recorded with Lawrence August and Crafty St. James. That is out there somewhere. I believe it's on SoundCloud.com slash CEC or SoundCloud.com slash I Am An Orphan. We're going to see if I can remember the chords to this. This is Dimension 5, originally in the recording. Uh, Carrie Hard. Hardwick, uh, she she lent her vocals, and it was just a, such a beautiful thing. So, let's see let's see if I could do justice justice to this. I have a hard time sleeping at night. My brain puts up too much of a fight. In the state of amaze and astound Information throws me to the ground
switches Cause I'm receiving Morse code signals From the universe and all around I always get the cosmos low down Dimension 5 and when that song came to me just like I wish I did those songs BAM blasted me blasted me blasted me the thoughts came to me so fast so fast and I later found out during a let's just say a shamanistic trip at the Love Seed Festival I, re I, I heard all of these songs that came to me Unexpected was one of them too uh, one is another one is Cosmic Children do I have that here? I got Great Unknown. I sang that for you guys the other day. Oh. Huh. Let's try this. Let's try this. Huh. Whoa. Okay. 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 This was written uh, by Lawrence August. Let's see if we're going to try to remember these. Oh, man. I would love it if I could remember this. Oh, my God. Let's see. I can only chew a meter, but a bit a quarter mile. Now I'm hoping that the dentist can fix this broken smile. Words are worth a little, but actions pay the price. Deserted in the middle of pain and paradise. Believe it now, believe it now, believe me now. I didn't want to leave you out, but see now you're. I'd rather never be around Clinging to ideals Still thinking what is real Singing how I feel Better sweet than meal Victory's abandoned I'm losing my companion but barely standing on a ship that has no captain Believe it now, believe me now I didn't want to leave you out See now, you're grieving now I'd rather never be around Silence lost its luster in the quiet, 
quiet of a hushed word. Screams of soft insanity, a scene of lost calamity. I bit the hand I fed, and this fit that I the word. Turning in my bed, that burning in my head. I'm leaving now, believe me now. I didn't want to leave you out. But see now, you're grieving now. I'd rather never be around. Never be around. I'd rather never be around. I'd rather never be around.